Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 733, recorded live on July 30th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who I have no idea how he's going to react to this intro, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who once again is going to crack open a brand new beverage, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, take a sip. And then tell us, what is it? How is it? Marshmallows Coca-Cola. Not That's Marshmallow nice. Coca-Cola, but Marshmallows. Say, say that one more time. Marshmallows Coca-Cola. Yeah. The, D, the, the DJ. There's a DJ named Marshmallows. Well, no, there's a DJ named Marshmallow. This is his. Marshmallow. This is Marshmallows Coca-Cola. Yes. It, and how is Mr. Mellow's Coca-Cola? <laughs> Why did you steal a person's Coca-Cola? No, he he teamed oh, oh, up. Oh, no, so he gave it to you. No, I, he te- are you he personally teamed. acquainted with Mr. Mello? No, no, I'm not. I've recognized, you know, his his helmet that he wears, but... Is this is this another, like, weird musician, like, Devo and uh, Daft Punk? Yes. Yes, it, it that's what I originally thought, yes. Okay. The helmet makes me marshmallow and also makes you mar- marshmallow. We are all marshmallow. I don't take off my helmet because I don't want or need fame. I'm genuinely trying to create something positive for people to connect with. Okay. So we're all marshmallow. So it is, in fact, your Coca-Cola. Yes. It's also my Coca-Cola. Well, I'm sorry. I'm drinking your Coke. I would like my Coca-Cola, Andy. Uh, well, I have another one in the fridge. I got two of them. because. Well, I'm... then you should hand deliver it to me because it's my Coca-Cola and I don't know how how you ended up with it in your fridge. Well, you're going to have to talk to Meyer then, because that's where I got it. Why is Meyer selling my Coca-Cola? I don't know. I I mean, I didn't know I had this (laughs) Coca-Cola, but... You you don't even know you existed until literally just this podcast. What? You didn't know you existed. You didn't know Marshmallow existed until... Oh, but like, I know I exist. I didn't realize I was Marshmallow. Okay, there you go. Now that I know what I'm Marshmallow, I want my Coca-Cola. Okay, so you still haven't answered the question of what does Mr. Mellow's Coca-Cola taste like? It says watermelon, strawberry flavored Coke and other natural flavors. I taste some watermelon. I don't taste the strawberry, though, and it doesn't really even taste like Coke. So I'm slightly disappointed. Well, I'm sorry that my Coke has disappointed you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I can taste the watermelon and that's it. It's like a watermelon and then there's like a, a, a cola taste, but it doesn't taste like Coke. And that's it. Honestly, like the fact that you haven't started a vlog of opening and reviewing and and discussing each of these does astound me because there you know how many people are out there right now doing vlogs on food many but you don't need to be the only one andy you just need to be a one yeah i know you don't even need to be the best one no that's true i've seen youtube I've seen some of the things Isaac has seen on YouTube, and I look at it and go, I could do that. Yeah, no, it's just, I would actually have to spend time and effort. And already, this podcast alone is already enough time and effort. (laughs) Yeah. And this podcast is like the minimalist possible. (laughs) We could just, you're, you're wrong in one sense, Andy. It is the minimalist for an edited podcast. That is true. We could just open up a Twitch channel. Turn a video cameras on and like that's everything. That's recording, that's distribution. 
Because well, it just I, saves everything. Yeah, well, that's what I did for the, the Torch Club for their stuff. They were like, oh, we got a stream and should we save and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm sitting there going like, okay, we'll just do a YouTube live video. Yeah. I got an HDMI splitter. <laughs> so it splits the feed from the laptop that the, the presenter has. One feed goes to the projector so everybody in the building can see it. The other feed goes to my laptop to a video encoder, just this cheap USB to HDMI video input that I got. Mm-hmm. And then I just literally took a headphone cable and went from headphone out on the, the PA system mixer to the mic in, no line in on my laptop. And that's all I did. I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> like, that's it? Yep. Oh, wait, no, no. I got a USB webcam and a really long USB cable and a $10 tripod from Walmart. And that's it. Set it up and it works and everybody loves it. And I'm like, this is the least that I could do. <laughs> But it's effective. Yes, it is very effective. It's one of those things where it's like, well, 90% of the time, I just leave the laptop, you know, HDMI input in there. So the web camera input video doesn't really need to matter. The microphones are decent. So I just take the raw audio and pump it on the stream and we're off to the races. Okay. We even actually did that for a uh, Fred Upton debate at work. It was basically just like I took that same idea and just ran it like, okay, a couple of webcams on a couple of tripods, microphones tie into the PA system and boom, we're on Facebook Live. <laughs> I thought it was YouTube Live. Well, one was YouTube, but um, uh, we didn't, the, the radio station didn't have a YouTube page, but it had a Facebook page. Ah. So we did Facebook Live for that one. But it was okay. literally just instead of send to YouTube, there was a send to Facebook button. And I clicked <laughs> that one instead. It's amazing when it's all built into the system. My God, the the barrier for entry for this stuff now is non-existent. Yes, it's that's literally what I would tell people at the broadcasting conferences. And I'm like, OK, what ha- what do you have that's out there? What do you have out there that's video or audio? And they're like, oh, I'm like, dude, here's your phone. <laughs> Start streaming. Start streaming, you know, Record something, you know, rec- you know, cut a newscast, just go out somewhere and cut a newscast. You know, the, the people in the business could look past, you know, the you know, the low quality camera footage. But as long as your content is there, then you're OK. That's, that's the important thing. Yes. That's what you're going to be judged on because like equipment can improve. Yes. Equipment is just swapping out one thing for another thing. It's all the widgets. <laughs> the widgets and the watchets. Hi, Andy. Sorry. Hello. I'm tired. Very tired. Did you have a, a good week, sir? I presume it was somewhat stressful. Um. Well, I was also... Uh started to get sick because we had talked about how we were trying to end the podcast because we had a birthday party. Yeah. Well, after everybody had left the birthday party, I hadn't I started not feeling good. And I just basically crashed for about 24 hours. Ooh. So I spent most of Monday on either in bed or on the couch. Like I could not really go very far. That sounds unfortunate. Yes. And then Tuesday, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I felt lethargic, I had a fever, you know, congestion, that sort of stuff there. I'm like, we've got COVID tests here. Might as well, you know, just double check. Yep. Took one negative. I'm like, okay, so whatever I have, it's at least, you know, not COVID. And then I just, so I just spent like Tuesday at work because I was feeling better. But I'm just like, I'm going to spend Tuesday just in the office, not doing anything. And then just the, the week progressed after that. So it was, it was a slow start to the week, but I'm feeling much better right now. So I'm glad you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got nothing. Um, I worked most of the week. That was my week. A lot of work. 
I've had weeks like those, yeah. Tuesday's the election, uh, the primary election here in Michigan. Don't scare me. For, like, what? <laughs> yeah, the primary in Michigan. Uh, Wisconsin's is like a week after that, which means so I really I, need to fill in my ballot. Yeah, I sent my absentee in because I'm actually going to be working the polls on Tuesday. Cool. I know. This well, is, thank you for your service. This, uh, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, I'll have to be there at 6 for the swearing in and then... The uh, the the actual precinct head, not precinct. Um, no, I think precinct. It's whatever the the, the smallest little thing is. Yeah, precinct. Yeah. Um, our precinct head. She's like, yeah, I'm I'm expecting we're probably not going to get out of there until probably nine thirty. I'm like, but the polls close at eight. But and it's the primary. But <clears throat> Michigan's primaries have had half the Republican field got kicked mm-hmm. out, so a lot of them are doing writing candidates, mm-hmm. and then um, due to redistricting, um, Heisinga and Upton, their seats kind of got combined, and Upton is retiring, so Heisinga's running around the Republican side unopposed, but nobody on the Democratic side. Well, somebody on the Democratic side was going to run. But he was like 67 signatures short. No, no. So now he's running a write-in campaign. So all of those write-in names basically have to be compiled and verified and validated. So there's going to be a lot of write-in names that we're going to have to go through. So she said, yeah, it's probably going to be like 930 by the time everybody finishes up. Great. Gotta love write-ins. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Half the uh, so in in Wisconsin, one of our senators is up for re-election. Ron yep. fucking Johnson. Yeah. So the the Republican side is him, uh, but the Democratic side had like twelve people running, trying to find who can unseat Ron Johnson. And thankfully, a number of them have dropped out. Unfortunately, they waited until after the ballots were printed. Oh. So their names are still going to be on the ballots. I love, okay, the, the fact that, um, so one of the guys running for the Republican nominee for governor, um, was arrested due to his involvement in January 6th, right? So he, he was in the Capitol on January 6th. He is arrested and charged with entering the Capitol or whatever, whatever the, the charge is for that. Mm-hmm. It just came out that Donald Trump is not actually endorsing him. For governor, but actually endorsing really? somebody else. Really? Yes. The guy who was at the Capitol. Yes. Rioting on behalf of Donald Trump. Yes. Donald Trump is not going to endorse. No. Man, this other person must have paid a butt ton of money. <laughs> Tudor Dixon, 45, mother of four. She is a host of Real America's Real America's Voice. Never heard of that. Real America's voice. Yes. Doesn't sound great. Nope. Mother of four. Okay. And so she got the endorsement. This other guy did not. Nope. Excuse me. So that's that's the fun bit that's been going around now is going, wow. I mean, it's the primary. Yeah. Cool. Should we swap over to our topics since the the, the chit chat small talk is kind of just hanging there? It's just it's getting you down. I mean, it is. I'm also excited. I think I got four hours of sleep, if that. Yeah. And I, I intentionally didn't take a nap today in the hopes that, like, when we finish the podcast, I will go upstairs and collapse instead of do my normal thing, which is finish the podcast and then play video games for like two hours and then go upstairs. Ah, naps. Yep. Be good. Chinese rocket fell today. Oh, where'd it land? Where'd it land? Guess. Uh, I'm guessing water. You are correct. Would you like to guess more specific? (laughs) 
Um, Pacific Ocean? Well, so it actually depends on who you believe, whether you believe <laughs> the Americans or I don't remember who the other group was. It's either somewhere in the Indian Ocean or the Pacific Ocean. Well, how can there be debate? Well, because, I mean, Andy, where is the border between the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean? That's true, that all the oceans are connected. Not just connected. Those two... Like, connected sounds like what you get at the tip of South America, or like, you know, coming around Africa. But like, no, these aren't just connected. These are like sharing a very long stretch. Well, it's also kind of like, you know, where does the Southern Ocean begin? There's a Southern Ocean? There, Yes. Where's the Southern Ocean? Basically anything south of 60 degrees latitude. When did they add a Southern Ocean? I'm trying to see when the um okay so. uh, excuse me I don't remember a southern ocean I remember the Arctic the Atlantic the Pacific the Indian okay I guess there is a Antarctic circumpolar current okay and right now basically according to <clears throat> somebody at the International Hydrographic Organization the Southern Ocean has been used to define the body of water which lies south of the northern limit of that circulation okay so it looks like there's an actual like current that surrounds sure. Antarctica and that is what they believe is the Southern Ocean okay sure why not the Southern Ocean yep just just add more stuff to the pile. why not you know what we could could also just take the the Atlantic and the Pacific and we could just cut them up into the North Atlantic and South Atlantic, the North Pacific and South Pacific. And you know what you could do with that North Atlantic is probably get all of the countries that touch the North Atlantic and maybe they could get a treaty to protect each other. I think and there's actually a number of countries that don't touch it at this point. Yes, I know. <laughs> that, that are also in said treaty. In the organization that has a treaty about the countries that touch the North Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. So the the rocket came down somewhere in the Indian slash Pacific Ocean areas. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't come down on land. I mean, one in like what one in five chance roughly for it to hit land. Probably something like that. <clears throat> like, yeah, it's gonna come down in water. And I was like, oh, watch the skies, watch the skies. It could come down anywhere. It could come down on a city. It could, but like the person who just won the friggin' multi-billion dollar lottery probably had a better chance of winning that than this thing did of coming down on a city. Yeah. God, one ticket, one point, was it 1.02 billion? Something like that. Some huge amount. Jeez. Winning ticket sold just outside of Chicago. There is a person whose life is now very different. Yep. What does, does Illinois have the rules where you have to accept it in person or no? I have no idea. Because I found out Michigan's rules state yeah. that the names technically have to be known. Okay. But the uh, the Powerball jackpot that was like $1 billion that somebody in or a group supposedly in Michigan won mm -hmm. found a loophole because they um, there must be at least if, if it's a lottery group, you can have one name listed. OK, so they found a lawyer who deals specifically with lottery winners and put the lawyer's name on it and put the lawyer's name on it. And so the lawyer was the only 
front-facing name of this lottery group that won the $1.2 billion. So nobody has any idea who the rest of the group is. And it's a lawyer, so he's not going to tell. They actually went and called the, um, the attorney general here in Michigan and ran it by her first before they did it just to make sure that this was actually legal. <laughs> Hypothetically. If if we were to win the lottery, the one billion dollar jackpot, yeah, yeah, that one. Hypothetically, if we were to if we won that one, and we wanted to claim the money anonymously, this is how I imagine the the conversation yeah. going, right? Yeah. Like well, the, the lawyer is actually down in Florida too, so it'd be like a Florida lawyer calling yeah. the Michigan AG, going, like, I, I have a client who has a very from specific question. Yes, from your state, has a very specific question that we would like answered, please. <laughs> <laughs> With all due haste, yes, time is actually a factor. Well, it's a year. You have a year to claim lottery tickets. Okay. So there is a time factor, but it's a pretty big one. But yes, this is also why I did not sign our lottery tickets that we had gotten for this. Because if that was you the, didn't want to put your name on it, yes. Because if I put my name on it, then technically I have to be the one you know present to sign for this. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so you bought some lotto tickets? Yes. Um, Kate and I always buy lottery tickets every year for our anniversary. Okay. So there was um, one for every year of our anniversary. Oh, yeah. So this year was thirteen tickets, but um, I think one of the years was we had uh, forgotten to do so, and the Michigan Lottery has an app now, so you can actually buy lottery tickets through your phone. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that's that's that sounds great for government sponsored gambling. Yep. Yeah, there was there's a whole uh, lawsuit over that because we'll just let them do it on their phone. Um, there was there was there was a thing with Gun Lake Casino or one of the casinos had had agreed to not do like online gambling because they said you know they said there's the state was not going to be in competition or something like that, and all of a sudden you know online gambling shows up in Michigan and the the casino is like, hey, wait a second, <laughs> you guys said you weren't going to do this, which is why we agreed to this contract of something you guys broke your side of the contract so i guess free and clear or something of that nature but yeah it was yeah um so i had signed up on the app and um it was like a it was a thing where it's like oh new subs you know new persons if you if you put this amount of money in um you'll get some free plays of this new game and i was playing the free plays of the new game and i won like a hundred bucks nice and so of that $100, I've been slowly just pulling from it. I think we're down to like 34 bucks. But they have um, like little like daily spin to win things where you can win, you know, entries into a contest or coupons or actual like free online play or in-store play as well. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I've i just been, you know, I had a bunch of free in-store play coupons. So I just went out and used those for our tickets. I'm like, well, shoot, if the lottery is going to pay me free money to play the lottery, I think, you know, a one point something billion dollar jackpot, that's a good game to play. Yeah. I mean, the likelihood, the, the yeah. odds and the expected payout is still pretty low. Yes, I know. But I, I'm not literally, I'm literally putting the state's own money back into it. So. Back into it. Yep. You're like, I don't really need this money, but the state can have it back. <laughs> and if I win, then I'll take that money. Yes. What would you do, Andy, with a billion dollars? First off, let's just 
say take the gross because of course you should take the gross, but that cuts it down to like 600 million. Well, you actually, if there are multiple tickets, you have to take the gross. Okay. You cannot take the annuity if there are multiple winners. So assume you're the only winner. Yes, if you if you're the only winner. Then you have the option of taking the annuity, right. but 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 why would you why, take why would you take it yeah. gross? Hundred percent take it gross. So let's say you take it gross, and let's say that's what like sixty percent. So six hundred million dollars, and then you have to pay taxes on that. Yes. So call it three hundred million dollar win. Even that is still just. What do you? What do you, Andy Lowe, do with three hundred million dollars that you now have free and clear? Oh, jeez. Well, you'd have to put it in every single sort. I would, I would max out every single retirement. I mean, the only one that has a maximum is your IRA. Yes. So, of so, course, I, I would max that out right off Andy, the bat. Andy? Yeah? I, I applaud you for thinking about that. That's $6,000. I know. So, out of your six... Was it your... We said $300 million. How many years... Generously, how many years do you think you have left before you? Not even before, because there's a certain age at which you pull out retirement. Yeah, 60, so, 67 right now. So I let's think. say you put it off until you're seventy. That's thirty-two years of paying into retirement. Yes, right. Andy, what's 32 times 6,000? Not a lot compared to 300 million. Okay, so while I appreciate the idea of maximizing your retirement, let's just call that setting aside $100,000 for retirement. You have (laughs) $299,900,000 left. I repeat, what do you do? College funds, retirement funds. Okay, that's another... I know what, you. Yeah, two, you pay off. Pay off the hundred thousand. The house. How much is your house worth, Andy? Right now, I I would have to look it up. How much is the loan for your house, oh, Andy? Hundred thousand, something okay. like that. Okay, so we're still at two hundred ninety nine million. Yeah, I know. That's after paying for like everyone's college for both kids' college, your current house, and probably like generously setting aside money for your kids to buy a house. Yes. Shoot, I don't even know. This is like Brewster's Million. It's just like, yep. okay, you, you have to spend this money. What do you do? Shit, I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing is you don't have to spend the money. No, that's true, yes. Part of me would just want to be like, okay, we have the money, but basically just lock it away for a year or two until all the hubbub dies down as much as it can. Would that make sense? Just to try and just let everything cool off? I mean, keep in mind, if the economy goes down, the value of the money that you have goes down. Yeah, but just set it in a bank somewhere and just walk away for a bit. Give yourself a chance to sit down and go, okay, you know, what do I really want to do with my life now? Right. God, these stupid Marco Polo notifications. (laughs) Welcome to Marco Polo. I got to turn those off. I honestly, I don't know. I haven't thought yeah. about it. It's one of those things I probably won't think about it until it happens. And I'm trying to go through my head and thinking like I'd give money to some people. I mean, a lot of it I would give just to charity. Like I, I think I'd figure out how much I would need to survive for the rest of my life where I don't need to think about money. But then, right? Yeah, like, it would be. Oh, it would be I'd like, like to take a trip to Italy. Like, boom, I just go and I buy tickets or I charter a plane. I want enough money that I can just do that. Past that, 
Give yeah, I would do that for us and then also for the next generation and probably try to set up some sort of Well, I mean with with three hundred million dollars. You can you can you set up an endowment fund. Interest. Yeah. You can live off the interest, yes. And you can just keep that snowball going. Right. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe go to the curling club and be like, okay, how much do you guys need for a new building? Your own building? <laughs> the Anthony Lowe Curling Club. Shoot, I wouldn't even care if my name's on it. I'd just be like, dude, where do you want a building? How many sheets do you want? Do we want six sheets? We could probably do six sheets. A little bit more than that would be a little crazy. Four would be too little. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, six sheet building. Scholarship funds of some kind. Right. I, I mean, I'd probably just find a bunch of things to, to like, people who have interesting ideas, like the, the, the things to better the planet, I think, is where I try to put a lot of it. Would it be weird? Yes. <laughs> if I went to the corporate bosses at work and just said, I would like to... <laughs> buy the radio station. Well, no, but not buy the radio station. Just buy <laughs> the equipment that I've been wanting to buy to make my job easier. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Andy. Yes, I know I don't have to work, but I feel like I would drive myself insane if I didn't do actual well, I I probably could not actually drive myself insane not working, but you, you could definitely not drive yourself insane by not working. Like I get that you need some sort of routine. That's fine. Hire a personal trainer. Hire a personal trainer, hire a personal chef. Better, hire a chef instructor. Oh, those who cannot, oh, uh, teach Amanda fish, she eats for a day. No, just, you want to learn how to cook. That's, well, that, but it would also be nice if I can just show up and there's food. Okay, then hire a chef who's willing to also teach you. Okay, yeah, that's probably, yeah, that sounds about right. And be like, look, I want you to, like, be my, my house chef and have meals for prepared for me so I don't need to prepare them but also I'd like to learn more about cooking and I'd like to learn how to cook so that like I could make this stuff I'm not going to because I'll pay you to do it but I could make it be like okay what like what I go to the store and I look at these melons and I go, that's a bunch of melons. I, I don't know what a good melon is. You know, things like that. Be like, okay, tell tell me what a good melon looks like. Show me okay. what a good melon looks like. Tell me. I mean, that just watch Good Eats. God, I haven't seen that show in forever. Now I want a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one. I know. John Wayne eats steak or eats steak. So you're probably still at like $250 million. It's one of those things where, yeah, it you get to the Brewster Millions issue where you literally cannot spend. You give a million to this charity, a million to that charity, a million to that charity. Yep. I would definitely. Million to this friend, million to that friend, million um, to that friend, million to that family member. The Kalamazoo Promise. I would definitely want to make sure that keeps going. Have we ever talked about the Kalamazoo Promise? Probably. I don't remember what it is. If you're in Kalamazoo. Yeah. So technically our kids are not eligible for this because we're in the Portage school system. Yeah. But in the Kalamazoo school system, if you are... Um, in the Kalamazoo school system from kindergarten until graduating high school. So 12 years. Yeah. Your college uh, tuition is paid for wherever you want to go. Really? Yeah. Wherever you get in, wherever, wherever you, go, you get in, if you get into college, Kalamazoo will pay for your college. Yes. Huh. I mean, it's not too late to put Megan into the Kalamazoo schools. Well, I think it's actually first I'm not sure if it's kindergarten or if it's first grade. So yeah, we're actually at the point where we could put both of them in there. 
but you would have to be living and uh, going to school in the Kalamazoo School District, which Kate and I talked about this and we're like, look, if we find a house that we like in an area that we like and it's in Kalamazoo, that's a bonus. If we don't, you know, not really going to sweat yeah. trying to hunt because, yeah, some of these, some of the houses that we were looking at, the ones in Kalamazoo were like, oh, that's a bedroom? Really? That's that's a walkthrough <laughs> closet. That's not a bedroom. Oh, no. Yeah. My next door neighbors are selling their house and, you know, if you just decide you want to move out and be next door neighbors. No, I, I would be, I'd be fine. Okay. They're selling their house. I, they bought that house for like three thirty, like six years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess how much it, it sells for now? Four seventy five. Keep going. Really, five seventy five. The, the Zillow estimate is five thirty. Okay. So holy fuck! <laughs> I'm not sure I can afford my house at this point. Yeah. No, I I know that. I wonder what the hell ours is right now. I'd have to look it up. I'm just glad that like I refinanced in the middle of the pandemic. I feel like that was a very good decision. Our Zillow estimate is a hundred thousand higher than what we paid for it. Oh, you don't want to know. Where's my house? This estimate for my house is four hundred and ninety. I believe I paid two ninety. You don't remember what you paid for your own house? It was a long time ago, Andy. <laughs> I don't remember what I paid for. Listed, there we go. Sold, public records, sold. Holy crap, I got this house for a steal. <laughs> 2013, so almost 10 years ago, I bought this house for $273,000. We got them to knock off $10,000 from the listing price. The current estimate is $489,000. That's so much money. Laura's pointing out we should have asked them to knock off more. There were so many things wrong with this house that we didn't realize. Yeah. God, I still can't believe they put all the gym stuff on that side of the basement. I'm uh, looking through. We have I'm... not talked about a single topic. <laughs> Are you well, watching the clock today? Th- this one was your fault. You brought up the you brought up the lottery. Well, I mean, yeah, but no. Well, yes, because we were talking about the rocket. Yes. And that went into the lottery and that went into how would you spend $300 million? Well, space news. Okay. <laughs> space news. Um, NASA said that they want to get back some of the samples that Perseverance has picked up. Okay. At some Wasn't point. That the point? Yes. Like it, it put the samples in a little sample jar. Yes. And their idea is some point in the next two decades, they're going to basically land a rocket on Mars. Right. To recover them. To recover the samples. And bring them back here. Yes. Now I'm going to laugh if at the pace that NASA is working, they do that. But like SpaceX already has people on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> NASA's halfway through the project and like SpaceX goes to them and be like, we can just go pick them up for you. Like not with a robot, but just physically grab them. Well, so part of the thing is the fact that, well, A, they, you know, if they're going to land a rocket on Mars, they don't know exactly where they're going to land it. But you want to kind of want to land it close to Perseverance, but then you don't want to land it too close to Perseverance because then the rocket landing near close to Perseverance would damage the rover. I mean, we've had a lot of luck with um, 
the ingenuity, the little hopper. Yes, because the original plan was to have another rover on the lander and then Perseverance and the rover would meet up and then the rover would go back to the rocket and so on and so forth. But because the helicopter has worked out so well, they actually just want to put two helicopters on the rocket rather than a rover. Yeah, especially if... Ooh, ooh. So... Huh. What if instead of a rover, we go back to the idea of a lander? Well, the rocket is going to land on Mars. Right. But like a lander can be a bigger structure than a rover. It can be far more stable because you're not moving it, right? You don't need to give it wheels or anything. And so if you make a lander that is nothing but like a launch and recharge pad for a bunch of little helicopters, which I'm sure is exactly what the idea is that you're trying to talk about. Yeah. So, okay. So original plan, perseverance, rocket would land somewhere. Perseverance would drive to the rocket. Samples would be transferred directly. That's the main plan. Yeah. But that's a bad plan. That's why they have a backup. The backup was to have a second rover. Go out and pick them up. Yes. Go meet Perseverance somewhere. Come back to rocket. Transfer them. Rocket launches. The new plan is to have rocket land with two helicopters. Yep. Helicopters take off. The helicopters take off. Meet Perseverance. Pick up the stuff. And then come back to the rocket. They're like, look, this, this one that we built with off the shelf parts has flown 29 flights. I think we can build a <laughs> helicopter to carry these samples. I love that ingenuity was literally like, we have like five extra pounds of space. Let's put a little fucking helicopter on it. Can we do a helicopter? I don't know. Can we do a helicopter? I don't know. Can we? Mm, you are authorized to attempt a helicopter. <laughs> it's like a summer intern project. <laughs> it's like, all right, interns. So what do you come up with? How about a helicopter? A what? On Mars? Do you know about the Mars atmosphere? Or yeah, lack of atmosphere? It's, it's thin. That's fine. It'll be light. Okay. I, <laughs> I guess. We got the space. Why not? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll organize a team. We'll put everything together. We won't. It'll be cheap. Don't worry. We're not going to buy, like, advanced military technology for this. It's just going to be, like, off-the-shelf radio control parts. Well, that's a that's a cool thing. I'm, I applaud NASA, and I hope that they continue to think out of the box. Yes. I like the idea of a little mobile rechargeable, like, I'm thinking aircraft carrier on wheels. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Granted, we've literally got decades before this thing. At the earliest, they said 2033. That's, that's a long way away. Yep. So and it's 10 years away. Yes. The last 10 years went pretty quick. Yes, it did. Okay. Let's see what other we got here. Um, science news. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission, the NRC, has said that it will be issuing a certificate to a new nuclear reactor design. Yay! Which means we are now up to seven designs once this one is approved. Cool. This one, though, is a modular reactor. This is one of those new, like, small-scale power-a-neighborhood-type reactor. The one that can actually be built at a factory and then moved to the site where it will be used, rather than <laughs> building a custom, fa- you know, custom nuclear reactor on site. This one will right. literally be built in a factory, and then you can send Assembled it. Assembled on site. Yeah. I wonder how many you can, like, put in an area. Let's see if there's any... 
information on the size of this thing because they don't uh, see the design uses passive processes while producing up to approximately 600 megawatts of electricity 12 <laughs> modules are each produce 50 megawatts okay so there's your 600 megawatts more information about the design review can be found on the nrs nrc website what's its size how big is this thing probably a couple stories tall Really, nothing on the website about the actual size. You're certifying no. it, but that you're not going to tell me anything about it. Application well, documents, maybe? you don't need maybe? to know, Andy. Did you click on the new scale design review? Yeah, that's what I'm going through right now. Introduction and general description of the plant. Location, attainment type, site care, cheese, opiates. These are a lot of pages of... <laughs> <clears throat> We're getting in the weeds here. Text tables and figures. Okay, here we go. Loading in plain cracking evaluation. Uh, background, scope, purpose, scope, background, background, regulatory requirements, stiffness and purpose, ability, methodology, implementation, examples, page 44. Okay, <clears throat> Jesus, why am I looking at equations? Okay, here we go. Technological overview. Dimensions. Ah, you beat me to it. The reactor measures 65 feet tall by 9 feet in diameter. It sits within a containment vessel measuring 76 feet tall and 15 feet in diameter. So the whole thing is 76 feet tall and 15 feet in diameter. Okay. The 15 feet diameter is kind of the, the important thing, right? That tells you how many you can put in an area because you can, you can build a hole as deep as you want. Yes. So 15 foot diameter cylinder. That's not actually that big. <clears throat> no, but you already said that you're going to put a couple of these together. Yes. Yeah. So, 12, 12 right. modules. I mean, the, the good thing about this is not the, the size. It's the fact that like just we're moving again on nuclear. Yes. We finally yeah, have another certified design. Right. That's, that's, that was the one that surprised me. I was like, okay, seven designs have been approved. That's it. The history of nuclear energy in the United States. There well, were Andy, only how, how many designs do you think there are? Like, there are only so many ways to put nuclear material together. That's true. I mean, if you look at it anyway, it's basically just a steam turbine with a fuel source of some kind. Well, but the, the reactor is the thing that was approved. Oh. Okay. So you don't, the, the turbines aren't a part of it, right? If you look at that picture, there's no turbines on there. No, this is just a power. It's, it's, it's a heat generator. Yeah. That's all this is, is a heat generator. Now, again, as you were trying to say, like, that's what most power plants are. They are just heat generators that you run water through. That is, that is what every nuclear power plant in the country is. It is just a heat generator. It's very good at making things hot. Mm -hmm. But the advantage of nuclear is that it doesn't have emissions. Now, it has waste. It has really bad waste. It has nuclear waste. And like we grew up knowing that nuclear waste is the bad thing with a capital B. But it, it's, it's also not as bad as like what we're doing with coal plants right now. Yes. And I'd rather the nuclear stuff for the short term while we work out like how to do solar and water and wind effectively. That would be nice. The more tools in the toolbox, the better we can be. Well, sort of to an extent, because like coal is currently in the toolbox. I would like to get it out of the toolbox. Yes, I know. But I'm saying, well, to replace, to replace our current setup, the more tools 
tools in the toolbox to replace. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The better we can be. Yeah. I'm good with that. Just as long as we're not making a blind blanket statement about like, yep, more choices is better. I'm like, no, no, some choices are not good choices. Yeah. No, no. Yes. Let's just having like, yes, those I choices could, available. I could put asbestos better. back into my building. I don't want to. Right. That's a bad choice. That, that would be a bad choice. Like, I want to choose lung cancer. No, let's not choose lung cancer. Okay, what else you got? What else we got? Well, DeepMind, yeah. name that we, you know, talk about I every once in a while. DeepMind. Um, has an alpha fold algorithm. Uh-oh. What do you think alpha fold does? Oh, gosh. Okay, so alpha go was the go playing. Alpha star is the starcraft playing. Alpha chess, I think, did exist and just destroys people at chess. Uh, so alpha fold. Fold proteins. Yep. So they've got a computer system that can predict, I assume with some accuracy, how a given protein will fold in on itself. Yep. They have a database of more than 200 million known proteins so far. Yep. And with that database, they basically, did something? Well, they, they basically are giving people access. <clears throat> well, they want to give people access, I'm guessing, for a price. Well, wait, is this a database of proteins that we already knew how they were folded? Or is this like, oh, no, we've run through like a shit ton of proteins that we no one knows what they actually look like. And this is what they look like. Uh, two hundred More than 200 million predicted protein structures. Oh, okay. So this is the, we, we made a computer to do a thing and it did its thing. And now you can access the thing. Yes. 500,000 I mean, researchers around the world have accessed the AlphaFold database to view more than 2 million structures. That's pretty intense. It's now available via public database. So there you go. Because like that's, man, the pharmaceutical industry must be thrilled. So yeah, so the, the software has been able to predict what the protein, how the proteins are going to fold. So can I just like put in a string of genetic code and it will tell me what the protein is? Because that would be fine, kind of fun. Just sitting here like A T T A G C G T A T G C T A C A C T C G C A. Uh, here's your protein. I'm like, cool. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <clears throat> studying, okay, so here's an example. Studying surface proteins on a malarial parasite can help understand how antibodies bind to it and therefore fight the pathogen effectively. Mm -hmm. No, like I know what the uses yeah. of protein shape is. So, yes, yeah, so they, the computer says, hey, this together would look like this. You still need to basically do it and make sure that the computer program is correct, but gives you a pretty good head start. That's what folding at home is for. Well... <laughs> wonder how much folding at home is done compared to this. Uh, probably not quite as much. No, probably not. Probably with a higher accuracy. But also, like, folding a protein is... I wonder how that works, like, programmatically. I, you're going to have to talk to a biologist on this one. I don't know. Or a computer scientist, or more likely a computer science biologist. Probably. Sure. Well, cool. Good for DeepMind. Glad they're doing stuff. What else we got? Thing here from, uh, who is this? this? Is Phil Spencer? Peter Moore. Not Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer's the current one. Yeah, Peter Moore, the former Xbox executive, yeah. uh, was talking on a podcast 
about his time being in charge of the Xbox and basically said that we encouraged the console wars. Well, with, no shit. Says, you know, not to create division, but to challenge each other. Also, like, I'd believe it. Yep. Yeah. But also to create division. <laughs> Competition helped the industry. Mm, did it? Did it really? Do you think the industry is stronger for the, the console wars? I think so. Granted, I think... You know, I'm trying to think of, you know, Xbox 360. Yeah. And you had the Xbox One and the Kinect. That was like the new thing. Yeah. Motion sensing. But I feel like that was more of a reaction to the Wii, which kind of came out of left field. No, the, the, the Kinect was already in the works. It was? It had to be. I don't know. I feel like, you know. Because wasn't it announced at the same E3? I don't think so. I feel like we looked this up just recently about the Kinect. I mean, to me, the Kinect also feels like something that Microsoft bought rather than something they fully designed in-house. Unveiled at E3 2009 as a peripheral for the Xbox 360 named Natal. I remember Project Natal. Okay, so E3 2009 is when it was released. Okay, and when was the Dolphin uh, Not Dolphin, Wii, Revolution. The Wii was released in 2006. Oh, did I lose you? I don't know. I didn't lose you. Okay, there you are. The Wii was released in 2006. Okay, so the Wii had been out for three years. Yes, and then the Kinect shows up, which I feel like, yeah, that was... That's enough time, yeah. Yeah. They saw the Wii and go, shit, everybody (laughs) and their mother, literally everybody and their mother is buying a Wii. Yeah, I remember waiting in line Mm -hmm. at those long nights at Target. So I feel like, the you know, yes, the console war was a, a Microsoft Sony thing and then Nintendo came in. And literally flipped the script. And then Microsoft and Sony were playing catch up. But theirs just didn't... The, the Wii... The so I w- feel like the, the original console war, which is to say Nintendo and Sega, I feel like that definitely pushed the industry forward. And then Microsoft came in. Right. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yes. Microsoft came in. Well, no, 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 um, no. Well, Sony, Sony came in with the PlayStation. Yeah, Sony came in oh, with the PlayStation. Well, so if you want to get technical... <laughs> Oh, Andy, you don't want to open this box of worms. I don't think we have time to open this box of worms. Long story short, Sony pairs with Nintendo to make a thing. Nintendo backs out. Sony says, well, we did all this work. Let's just release it as our own thing. Sony releases the PlayStation. Sega tries to catch up and make up for lost ground as Nintendo releases the Nintendo 64. Sega goes to work on the Dreamcast. After the Nintendo 64 was the GameCube and the PlayStation 2, and the Dreamcast comes out in there somewhere and fails miserably. And then uh, because, Microsoft, then Microsoft comes out with was, the Xbox. Yeah, most of the Dreamcast stuff was was just way too ahead of its time. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, having literally owning a Dream. Well, I don't actually have it. I think Moe's got you, the Dreamcast. Owned a Dreamcast. Yes, I did own yeah. a Dreamcast and both games. <laughs> Hey, I had I had a good dozen games for that. Yeah, Crazy Taxi and what else? Crazy Taxi. Uh, I had a bunch of Sonic games. I had some racing games. Oh, there's I probably had, like a Killer Instinct for it too. Um, uh, I did not have Killer Instinct. I had um the sword game, that weird sword, sword with the eyeball. Soul Caliber. Yes, Soul Caliber. Except it was, I think it was Soul Edge at that point. I had that one. I ha- I even had Seaman. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Seaman? Is that the name? Was that was that the the Seaman Seaman video game? 
say search on virtual pet game for the Dreamcast. Okay, I I don't even I, I want to know, but not right now. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, Microsoft enters with the Xbox and Halo, and then just against the PlayStation Two. Right, and then they come out with the Xbox 360 versus the PlayStation 3, because you don't want the Xbox 2 against the PlayStation 3, because no one would buy it. Meanwhile, Nintendo is like, whoa, the Wii! (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) That's what we need as a podcast, just video game history in 30 seconds. I just did it. Do you want the whole video game history in 30 seconds? No. fuck you, no way. No, that would that would not go well. It takes a lot more than 30 seconds. Yes. I have read books on this subject, Andy. I've read books on the development of a single video game. I'm trying to think of... I, I, I've got some on my Kindle. I know that for a fact. I'm trying to remember how much of them I read. The boss fight books? There was a, a couple of them on Valve. There was one on Minecraft that I read. There was one on Eve that I read. Nice. The Minecraft one was interesting because they're just like, why is this popular? What are we? <laughs> shit, shit, shit. When when Notch first put the, the stuff out and he's yeah. like, oh, this is way more popular than we thought it would be. Yep. It was a lot of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what are we doing? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Retire. <laughs> Answer the question of what would you do with $300 million? Retire. 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 Play video games all day. Maybe hire someone to write the program that I want to write. (laughs) Start up your own video game company because, you know, that worked out for some of the other celebs who started their own video game company. I'm not starting a video game company. I don't have enough creative decision to start a video game company. But I might make a video game grant program. Mm. Like, bring me an idea for a video game and show me some of the the conceptual stuff. So what you'd be like, like a yeah, video game it. video game angel investor? Yep. If I had 300 million dollars? Yeah, why not? Oh. So other video game news. Speaking of video games that may or may not be going away. Yeah, I could so, just be a patron. Um the uh killed by Google um, Twitter account and blog posted a thing where somebody had talked about that Stadia was going to go away. And according Stadia to the message, still around. Yeah, yes, yeah, Stadia is still around. But according to the message, they said an old coworker and friend had told the poster that Google had recently held a meeting to discuss Stadia's future or lack thereof. So that started going out there. Everybody took that rumor and ran with it. My favorite. Oh my point- god, Google's going to kill Stadia. Yeah, my favorite point though is the official Stadia Twitter account said, and this is their quote. Literally from their tweet going, just a heads up, old co-worker of mine is now one of the social managers for Google. They had a pretty large seminar in California this past weekend. And long story short, you can now play Wavetail at no additional cost on Stadia Pro. So they see the rumor and what they do is they literally mock the rumor with an official statement on their Twitter account. Which doesn't actually dispel the rumor. Like they didn't release the tape of the meeting. No, that's true. Yes, they didn't release the tape of the meeting, but it's a, that's a bit of a, a little bit of a burn when you're like, oh, an old co-worker of yours says that we're dead? <clears throat> well, this old co-worker of mine says we're not. Yeah, glad that they're not dead, but also, like, what a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. So those things, they put it out there, but I'm sitting there trying to think of the last time I heard any sort of advertising for Stadia, and I literally can't think. Did you think. ever hear advertising for Stadia? I saw some banner ads 
and I saw remember some. Remember that? Yeah, I, I, I saw think, some online. Yeah, I think I saw some YouTube pre rolls that were Stadia okay. ads. But the last time I can think of one, I can't. I honestly remember the last time I saw one. So yes, they're not shutting down, but Google, yes, once again, has missed a golden opportunity. All right, Dave, one more pick for a topic, and we got to hit the random. The fuck is a Twink coin? <laughs> it's Twinkies. It's it's literally just Twinkies. Hostess is selling a box of Twink coins, which are literally just disc-shaped Twinkies. Twinkies. Did, did no one at Hostess think to check <laughs> um, Urban, Urban Dictionary? Dictionary? <laughs> I guess not. Like, honestly, any product that you're about to put out there. Just Google it. Just go put it into Urban Dictionary or Google it or just, like, ask someone under the age of 50. How? How does this get past marketing? How does this get, like, come on. Yeah, Twink coin. Mm -hmm. Also, why is it a coin? They're making it coin-shaped. So they're not actually getting into crypto. This no, no, like no. They're just saying Twinkie. it says this what's they say with more than 12,000 cryptocurrencies already already in existence, Twink coin is the first coin shaped golden sponge cake of its kind. And yes, what's more, it's currency with a stable value. It's always delicious. I believe their website is misleading. It claims that it's a currency. Well, anything can be a currency. Well, it, it claims it's a currency with a stable value. Yeah, it's always delicious. It's not a stable value. Yes, the deliciousness, yes, I do believe will wane over time. Have you, I've seen the packages of like, look, you can have a Twinkie for like 20 years. And I'd be like, yeah, eat it. (laughs) No, why not? It's a 20 year old Twinkie. Well, eat it. Okay, my review? Yes, your review. I would like to review my, hang on, I'm getting the full name. <clears throat> iRobot Roomba i7 Plus 7550 Robot Vacuum with Automatic Dirt Disposal. Empties itself up to 60 days. Wi-Fi connected. Smart mapping. Works with Alexa. Ideal for pet hair, carpets, hard floors. Black. Did you just read the Amazon? Oh, available at Amazon.com. Okay, here we yes. go. That's their Amazon name description. Oh my God. That is the Amazon listing. That, that's the topic we could have brought up today. Uh, Steam Valve rather released new guidelines for cover art for video games you can no longer put like your awards in the cover photo oh thank god and you can't put like say currently on sale in the cover photo everything has to be about the game good good yeah so bonus topic there you go uh no we got a new Roomba so we got it on for for Prime Day okay uh because it was significantly cheaper than it is right now and we had a Roomba we technically still have an old Roomba but like it was the first this is a Roomba designed for pets and it was back when Roombas were like dumb not dumb like you shouldn't have one but dumb like there's no embedded intelligence in the unit right it's go until you hit something and then turn a random amount and then go until you hit something. And is that a praying mantis on the outside window? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I've got this little, like, I'm next to some windows. There's a light right next to the window. It's attracting a lot of bugs. Um, so the old Roomba was a dumb Roomba. It just kind of went and went and went until it would hit a wall, and then it would turn in a random direction, and it would go until it hit a wall. It would turn in a random direction, and it would just keep doing that. And eventually, it does get the whole floor. But it also had problems going back to its docking station. It would get lost in the house, because it's like, oh, my battery's getting low. Better turn in a 
random direction and keep going until I see the docking station. And so, like, we'd find it dead in the middle of the floor because it was trying to go home and it was just too dumb to figure out a way home. This Roomba is not. This Roomba is significantly smarter. This Roomba has more sensors and has an internal processor that is more than, oop, I hit something, I better turn. So it stores up and builds a map of your house as it works. Uh, the docking station is huge as compared to the old docking station, because this docking station not only charges the Roomba, but it also has a vacuum. So the charging station for the vacuum has another vacuum. <laughs> And what it does is it sucks everything out of the Roomba. So as the Roomba is going through and doing the house and it comes back to charge, it empties itself. Oh, well, that's neat. Yeah. And like the bag it empties itself into when when it's full and the Roomba will tell you when it's full, you just take it out and throw it out. So it is much smarter. It is not any quieter, um, but like it comes with an app. And so you can actually once it's built up enough of a map of your house and it's sure enough of the shape, it lets you flag that and add things to it. And so you can add restricted areas, be like, never go here. And you can add things like do do just this part of this room. You can set up schedules for it and it just goes out and it does it and it comes back. And well, it's just neat. like really good. Yeah, I'm looking at that price though. That price is oof. That price is painful. But if you can get it uh, on sale, definitely worth it. Yeah, I'm looking at our current floor situation and I feel like the Roomba would come in here, take one look and just go, nope. <laughs> Uh, they, they aren't smart enough to just go, no. I know, but it, it would not last very long with the amount of things that are lying on the floor here. So we'd have to work on our children first before we get a fancy robot vacuum. Yeah, the old Roomba has been migrated upstairs because stairs are still something a Roomba kind of has problems with. Uh, so we've put the old one upstairs, and once we finish doing the office, uh, we're just going to let it run upstairs, and it'll hopefully help. Could you build like an elevator for a Roomba? You could, but you couldn't teach it to use it. As that was my only thought process on that. I don't know. Yeah, you could not teach it to use a, a elevator. <clears throat> All right. Well, if you like it, that's good. Suggestions I, to people. I'm yeah. really liking it. The other thing is it, it also does interface with Alexa. So like when we're walking out the door, we can say, Alexa, tell the Roombot to vacuum the rug, which is where Lazarus spends most of his time. So the rug is like the furriest part of the house. Mm. So we've got it on a schedule where it just does like a full sweep of the first floor three or four times a week, and then it just does the rug on other times. I lost the audio again. Uh, there. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Now that you are old farts, what brand of adult disposable diapers do you recommend? It depends. Oh, you stole it from me, you asshole. <laughs> I was going to say depends, too. But that's only because it's the only one I know. That's the only one I know, too. So, like, that's the only one I can recommend. I, I have no other recommendations. What is there? Oh, there's an always? Um, there's a National Association for Continents. I didn't know that was an association. The NAI? N-A-F-C. N-A-F-C. For Continents. Yes. Okay. So, nope, that's, uh, in there... Nope, nothing there. Assurance, depend, certainty, it seems. I'm just going through the list. There's a lot of, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of, con like, similarly <laughs> named terms. Yeah. 
Like, you can depend on this. You're sure about this. You can be confident in this. Prevail, fit right. Yeah, these are... Mm. Now I feel like I've got to, like, come up with a name. Like, if I... For an adult diaper company? Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to... Just thinking about him. No, not gonna, not gonna deal with that. Uh, hang on, hang on. Not gonna deal with that. Not gonna <laughs> deal with that. What, what word would, would express that? Let's see, insurance is already taken care of. Uh, taken care of adult diapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of anything right now. Oh, there is a Sam's Club version. Laura suggests abjuration. <laughs> Which is it. It's the form of, like, protective magic. Shield. Especially if you could get, like, Disney or Marvel to sign on to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't I don't think they've agreed to that. No. So, yep, nope, that's, um... Oh, Andy. What? Andy. What? It's staring us in the face. What were the next three words you were going to say? I don't know. Nope, that's the wrong three words. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Okay. This is a mic drop moment. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.